Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Severs and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Pastor Corey, good to be back in the studio with you today. It's good to be with you, Tim. It's always always good to be in the podcast. Yeah, studio. we're here together. We don't have a wall. We are in the same room. I was just remembering uh, some of the travails we've been through. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we did the podcast in separate rooms for months and time, months, yeah. many months. I... I the, the wall was kind of fun, how it the grew. Wall. My mom wanted me grew. to bring the wall back. Really? And at some point, I was like, Mom, do you realize we are in separate rooms? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 So, oh, but funny. we could bring the wall back, the wall of separation, but the Bible says to tear down that wall of separation. Yes. Ronald Reagan also said, tear down that wall. That's Mr. right, Mr. Gorbachev. Yeah. So, so we tore down the wall. So when we were in D.C. at the... Um, Tim was in D.C. It, with his family. I was on, on vacation, vacation yeah, 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 yeah. At the American History Museum, there's... Or the National Museum of American History. Got it. There's an exhibit where they've got, like, a press podium set up. It's actually a presidential uh, podium. And yes. did you go to, to this last I've time you were there? there. Yes. And there were several speeches you could select that you could read from, like, off the teleprompter. And so I chose that speech. Uh, the Reagan, oh, Gorb- really? Gorbachev, oh. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, and yeah. I read a section of that. Yeah. And the kids did different. There was an FDR speech, JFK. Was it recorded? And no, just like Tracy recorded oh. it on her phone and stuff. So and it's on the internet somewhere. I, it might be. Yeah. I'm just guessing. It could be. Yeah. Could be. So could that I'm was sure kind it was of impressive. Yeah. Mr. Gorbachev, you, tear down. This we wall. were alive during that. I know. Yeah. 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 All right. It was cool. Yeah. So, yeah, not what I expected to talk about. But, Sorry, uh, you no, just said, mentioned it. We, yeah, like, yeah, I, just, I brought I just it up. I'm always the one that brings up the rabbit trails, it seems like. Oh, so we're okay. back without the wall. That, But also our community is looking to build bridges, not walls. Uh, and, yeah. and that was a segue, or an yeah. attempted segue no, to say we good. have a cool thing going on in our community, the Palouse now, community. Now, is there a new bridge that's going in that I don't know about? I don't know. You're a councilman for now. I have <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I haven't heard about any new bridges. Uh, not no, 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 no. So. This is like an emotional, okay. oh, relational okay. bridge. Connection. You know? yeah. Connection. Yeah. And so our wonderful business owners and just uh, wonderful active people are promoting uh, Second Saturdays at Palouse. And I've got it on my phone. That's why I'm looking at my phone here. And it's a monthly uh, monthly thing. It's Second Saturday. That's what's called Second Saturday. So this month it's August 14th. The and Huh? This Saturday. This, which Just is a this couple Saturday. days from now. Yeah. And it's got outdoor vendors, live music, restaurant specials, um, and sales on the sidewalk, retail specials, uh, fun for all folks near and more far. Yes. Excellent. And there's much more. So you should head on down to downtown Palouse and have yeah. a good old time. Yeah, that's, downtown that's what we're Palouse is great. So. Um we got a red sheet here about something happening that our local church is doing. Uh, we we sponsor or support, support's probably support, a better word, yep. uh, Adult and Teen Challenge. It's a Christian recovery ministry and has a high success rate and really good ministry that really helps people have deep change. If you know anybody struggling with uh, addiction issues, Adult and Teen Challenge, you can Google that. But we're doing a supply drive. And we have a list at the church of all kinds of things we need. It would probably be the easiest to stop by the church and find out what we need. Right. We're going to turn it in August 29th, but it's all kinds of things from bath towels and shampoo and to trash bags and 
foot powder and ibuprofen and, yep. and, and, and different much, things they much use more. around yeah around the campus and area. we we did this several months ago we're doing it again now and then uh, a volunteer from Garfield actually takes it up there so if you want yeah. to support Adult and Teen Challenge um, that would be a great way to do it it would be should we do the light and lamp journey we should next okay you're yeah. up well, thank you. Uh, we You're do have welcome. the lamp. I don't have any good jokes. I mean, oh, do I? I feel like some people told me some good jokes. I'll see if I can come up with them. We but, used, sorry, I think we used one that, uh, that you had told. You used one? Yeah, you had told it, I think, at Vacation mm-hmm. Bible oh, School. Oh, is it that sad news that came out about the yardstick company? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not making yardsticks any longer? Yeah. We shared that with yeah. Tracy and her parents. Yeah, we got a groan. They oh. they enjoyed it. They enjoyed that one. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it okay. is. Uh, we are doing the lamp and light journey. Our summer scripture memorization focus, and um, all based on this idea uh, from scripture that uh, God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our paths. It mm-hmm. uh, gives us direction and guidance, and and also that when we uh, we need to hide God. God's word in our hearts so that we we don't sin and so that we stay on the right track and um, so all of our verses this summer are connected to our comeback series which has officially ended but the well, but the the comeback keeps going the comeback we, keeps going on as people yeah. need a comeback yeah. and God is still a comeback God so 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 the, this one comes again from uh, uh, Second Chronicles. Uh, 2020b and it says believe in the lord your god and you will be established believe his prophets and you will succeed um and so i'll try to show that 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 picture is on our facebook page too right uh yes that's on our facebook page but we've got these postcards here at the church um and you can pick them up you can use it as a bookmark you can it's blank on the back so you can put a postcard stamp you can send a little note to somebody of encouragement or whatever i offered free postcard stamps i know in worship today nobody nobody took me me up on it nope but uh but yeah it's a great way to uh this is a good one to remember you know that when we believe in the lord your god you will be established what does that mean i think that's a good firmly firmly you'll be on firm footing firm footing like that. Yeah. Which version did you take? Do you this remember? is ES. It should be ESV. ESV. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I really like that one. And then ne- starting next week, the rest of our verses are connected to the book uh, more directly. Uh, your comeback that from Tony Evans ah, that we referenced, that, and yeah. and it's like so. Next week is focused on endurance, uh, something cool. you need uh, to be a part of your comeback. So. And if, if you are in the midst of a comeback, wanting a comeback for someone else, wanting a comeback for yourself, that is a great, encouraging book. And even though our comeback messages are done, we still have, I think, four yeah, copies still, yeah. of the Your Comeback book. If you want it for you or someone else, uh, just let us know. Put it in the comments. Come up to the church building and get one. We would love for those to disappear. Yes. We want them to go to people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Cool. And about, do we have uh, any other There was one more stuff? thing. VBS. Um, oh, yeah. Vacation Bible School all wrapped up all last week. And, and we wanted to focus on this, the joy of it. And it just went well, I think. Did, yeah. We're not trying to toot our own horns, but 
the volunteers did a great job. The directors did a good job. The weather held out, and <laughs> and it was it was great. And so the kids um, contributed to one of our mission projects, right. the Uganda Hope for All Children Orphanage, and we specifically talked about a current need of replacing old mattresses and getting new mattresses. And kids brought in nickels, dimes, quarters, dollars, and kids and families contributed. And I think the final count was something like $186.70. And then a couple of church folk have added a bit to that. Uh, the short, long and short of it is hopefully next week-ish, uh, soon, we'll be transferring money so that they can purchase, I believe, we've decided nine Nine, nine more mattresses, yep. and so that means nine more of our orphans on brand new, more comfortable mattresses, and so I just want to say thank you to those kids and families, and that's awesome. You're making a real difference in the life of a child, and the way we're doing it, too, with our partners there is they have buy-in, too, so right. they sent us a picture of some of the mattresses they had just bought of their own money. And uh, they they don't have as much money as we do, quite frankly, but they're making investments in that orphanage too as best as they can. But when you take on supporting the lives of 21 orphans and you're a poor church in a very poor area, in a very poor nation, um, there's a lot of needs that are hard to cover on your own, and that's where it's a blessing to us to be able to partner with them. So thank you for being a partner to that. Uh, if you want to know more about our Uganda mission or partnership with them, please mm -hmm. feel free to comment. Email me, Corey, at PolluceChurch.org. Call us, whatever. We'd love to tell you more about it. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So that I think those um, are all of our things. Those are the things. The things we wanted to talk about. We have producer Aiden here today. He's yeah. quiet in the background. You may not hear him. He's he's just making sure we don't make any major mistakes. He's a, right. He's a relatively new producer. Yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. know much is what that means. <laughs> so, okay, we got him to laugh. Um, this is our highly produced podcast. Highly produced so podcast, highly produced. which requires about zero editing and has about the same <clears throat> audience size. Yep, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> we shouldn't joke about our audience size because every once in a while um, we hear from people. Yeah. I heard another I heard. story this last week about someone in the Colfax slash lacrosse area that listens to really? us. Really? And that was my response. Like... Why? No. <laughs> well, I was no, no, just... I mean, just people listening, tuning in, yeah. saying, you know, I, I, I listen to the podcast. Not every week, but every once in a while, and I really appreciate it. Good. So, like, okay, cool. If it, yeah. So That's awesome. I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we should talk about what we do on our, our weekly, regular podcast. We talk about our scripture, and we're in the Gospel of John, Chapter 9. And it's about a man who was born blind and healed by Jesus. Yes. If you didn't hear that from the background, it was not a curse word. It was, uh, our producer, Aiden, just said, holy spit. That's right. Uh, and that's how Jesus uh, healed this man as he took his own saliva, dirt from the ground, rubbed it in the man's eyes, told the man to go wash in the pool of Siloam, right. which means... Uh, scent. Scent. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and some would say that John kind of stretches the meaning of the word there, and that he, but, but it can mean scent. And... He, he's trying to send a message that uh, Jesus is, I think he's sending the message to the crowd that Jesus himself, he's saying, I am the one that is sent by God, uh, and now I am sending people. And he's, he's literally sending this man to the pool, and um, 
he's going to be sending the disciples out into the world, like John, who wrote the gospel. Um, so sent is an important word um, for the Christian movement. We are sent people. Our God, the Son of God, was sent to earth for our sake. And so it's... So anyway, so the story, you got the holy spit combined with the, the dirt to wash a man's eyes, but then... That's not the majority of the words in this chapter. No, I mean, no, gosh. Really, what happens is this back and forth uh, argument. Would you say argument, uh, interrogation, mm. uh, word battle? Um, it's, it's definitely a, a tense conversation at the least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, so, I. Uh, Back and forth, the the you got a you got a message. Somebody maybe messaging us about our show. No, I think it was just my wife messaging. I'm in a group conversation on Facebook Messenger because I have oh. relatives traveling in Glacier, and oh. and I I to put the do not disturb on, and I thought that would take care of any notifications, but apparently no. that's not. true. I just assumed it was because uh, so. I I just looked at it and on your computer device here that the audio people can't see and it seemed like it said a message about the feed and i thought maybe our oh. f- maybe our video feed was having i don't know i can't really check it or anything we can't without check. getting off of you can, one of my things and you can't so. check the message right oh no. she's uh, no no it's no, about, no it's about no, something else it's about so, uh, we caught it this time before yeah, anyway yeah. <laughs> so we're easily distracted um or at least i am but you know what jesus isn't easily okay distracted. tim bringing us back Bam, bam. So Jesus stays on point, even when I don't. Okay, thank goodness. Uh, And I would say that this man, the man formerly blind, stays on point. And oh, to, seriously, like, yeah. Like, like in an impressive way. Like, yeah, because there's all this outside pressure from the religious leaders. Uh-huh. And, and you're in a society where they're set up as, you know, higher above and, and they're to be respected. They're the ones who know the truth. They're the whatever. And, um, and, and this guy, uh, he kind of comes, he stands up to them. Yeah. And, are, and are really, just by telling the truth of what yeah. happened. And is a great example for us that maybe we don't have the most power in the room, most education, most resources, but if we have the truth on our side and we we share the truth of who God is and what He's done for us, um, that's what we're called to do. And, yeah, and that's and, a good way to give glory to God, which is what they, they tell him uh, to they do. They tell him to do, the but then they're leaders. like, "No, that's not giving glory to God." <laughs> yeah, so they say, "Give glory to God." We know that this man who healed you is a sinner. Like, so, like we're not. Right. Yeah. yeah and so they're trying to paint the blind man, yeah, formerly blind man, into a corner. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you have to give glory to God. So you have to say Jesus is a sinner. And the, basically, his response is, "Well, well, okay." If he's a sinner, explain how he did a good thing because yeah. he did a good thing, and the type of thing he did was healing a blind man, which no one's which ever heard of before. Nobody's ever done in the history of the history. Right. Says, so you're assuming that only God could have somebody yeah. do something like that, and, and God doesn't listen to sinners, sinners in that right. way. So, so yeah. you've got a problem, folks. You, yeah. it, he just whips them in argumentation. Yeah. He really does. And you know what I like here is he's not just like saying, Hey, this is my story. You've got your story. Like sometimes we do that kind of weak sauce evangelism. I would call mm-hmm. it a, yeah. hey, you know, it's okay to share your experiences and, and what happened to you. But other people who don't believe in Jesus can say, well, I've had experiences too. You've had your experiences. I've had mine. So, 
fine. Uh, but, you know, I think, and that's true, right? People can have experiences chanting to a tree or something, and sure. it can feel very real for them. Well, just last week, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, if we, if we, not trying to be argumentative, but in, in our dialogues with people, if we can present something that's coherent and so that makes sense and say, okay, how do you deal with who Jesus is? Like, if Jesus really existed, then it's important who he is. If he is the Son of God, if he did somehow defeat death, would you agree that that, that matters? You know, that's not just my personal experience. That's like an opening to... And a very important question, like, are we really willing to consider who Jesus is? And it seems like in this story, the religious leaders, they, they don't want to listen to who Jesus is saying who he really is. In fact, they're offended at who he is saying he is, you know? Right, yeah. And, and to be sympathetic to them, if I was in their shoes, I'd be offended. Because he's saying things like, I, I was before Abraham, you know? Right. No. Uh, he says, I am the living water. Which at the very least makes you scratch your head. Yeah, like, like, how can you be before Abraham? Like, you're 30 years old, you know, Mm -hmm. how can you be before Abraham? That doesn't make sense. doesn't make sense. Right, right. Right. Or, I am the bread of life. What does that mean? I'm the bread of life. You've got to eat my flesh, drink my blood. Lots of weird things. But then he heals people. But then he heals people. He takes a man whose eyes didn't work and makes them work. But then he does it on the Sabbath. Okay, so you've got all these things that you have to think about. And and I think this is what happens for a lot of people is like, I would rather not think. Mm. Now, I don't think you have to think to be saved. Uh, or let me say that differently. I think, <laughs> I, th- I think you're not saved by your thinking or your okay. smartness. But I think God does often want to get us thinking about mm. is the way you're seeing life is the way you're seeing God actually right? Is it an idea you came up with, or are you actually seeing God for who God really is? Mm. And Jesus came into this world to say, you know, there's a lot of you not seeing God as as who God really is. You you don't you're believing in a wrong version of God, or you're not believing in God at all. And Jesus came to to be God in our midst and to reveal who God really is. And that's upset these teachers because what is their job but to teach people who God is and but their view of God Jesus is telling them it's wrong um, now as people who do that as teachers ourselves um, we probably wouldn't like that if people came in and you know I remember one time it was after an Easter service remember that oh, and one time <laughs> You know, after I preached my heart out for an Easter service, and I said some word that offended this particular guest, um, and uh, she she greeted me at the door, and and let me know that my head had been up my particular orifice. Yeah, your uh, yeah, yeah, and and pretty firmly up there if I remember right <laughs> and that uh, that I didn't know what I was talking about and and, and she, she was someone who had been invited by one of our folks and just was an ardent anti-Jesus type person had her own uh, religion neo-paganism if I remember right and and uh, you know so a lot of the stuff I was saying was you know, if I can remember the basic of the message, which was a resurrection message, so it's pretty easy to remember. Like, if the resurrection is true, everybody should consider it, no matter if 
whatever, if you consider yeah. yourself liberal, conservative, religious, non-religious, if, if this historically happened, and if it is the explanation for what the Christian movement is, then you can't really just set it aside and say, oh, that's a neat history thing, piece of trivia. It's really, really important and has everything to do with the nature of life and the nature of the universe and tells you about who's behind everything. And right. uh, but So you take a message like that, which is deeply connected to our story here, like is Jesus who he says he is and is he the one that is going to die for us on the cross and be resurrected? Um, we can either say, eh, I don't want to deal with that. That's one option. I think that's the cop-out option. Or the real, the real option is you confront Jesus on the evidence that is given through history, through Scripture, and you make a decision. Do you believe Jesus is uh, who the Scriptures say he is? Or is he a liar? Or is he nuts? Uh, but I think he makes ultimate-type claims, and I think people should consider them. Um, all right. So that, that's largely what we're going to be talking about Sunday is considering who Jesus um, really is and not letting our religion get in the way, which mm-hmm. sounds kind of funny, right? But our religion can get in our way of seeing God. Would you agree with that, Tim? Yeah. Yeah? I was... And I, well, Has yes. that ever happened to you? <clears throat> like... I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure too. I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened to me. I'm not, so. not going <laughs> to. I'm sure it's happened to you too. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking, I don't know if I want to go, I don't know if we want to go down here or not, but, um, <clears throat> you know, the, there's an issue because Jesus has healed on the Sabbath. Oh, yeah. And we know that Saturday God is the, the one people. who yeah. created the Sabbath. Right. And so, do you think Jesus, what, like, does does that matter in this story? Yes. And I, I don't want to go down yeah. there if, if you don't want no. to. But no, let's I do f- it. I feel like that kind of addresses some of the religiosity. You know, we... Right. The religious leaders, you know, what's so offensive is, you know, Jesus, you know, mushed the spit up with this mud, which was more more kneading, kneading of the dough or whatever than is allowed in the rules according to keeping the Sabbath, uh-huh. according to the note in the, in the ESV here. It's like, well, you know, you've broken the Sabbath because you did too much work made by made, making the mud. It was more than kneading the dough that you need to make bread, whatever. I don't know. There's all the laws. And so they were, they're so focused on, like, those sorts of things, and you broke the Sabbath, <laughs> and you didn't follow this rule, and then Jesus is like, you know, I'm just going to heal somebody and then they call healing bad and it's like well what's really yeah i don't know no yeah so that is a major sticking point for them so their religious point is like well you did work on the sabbath god said we can't work on the sabbath and the sabbath is for rest so you can't be from god right because you violated that okay so their view their view of sabbath is is too narrow, I would say. Mm, um, right. You know, even even if you go back to their to their scriptures that they're supposed to know, their, their scriptures say you can do certain kind of works on the Sabbath. So you can you can get an animal out of a pit that's fallen right. into a pit, uh, and if you could get someone, you can get an animal out of a dangerous or broken situation. 
you know, can't you help a human being made in the image of God you would think out of so. a out of a difficult situation, right? You, you would think uh, so. <laughs> and um, you know, so how if if uh, if you can do that, if the if the Levites, if the priests can do their work on the Sabbath, another argument that people make, and Jesus is the great high priest. Can't he not do his ordained holy work? Now, that doesn't look like anointing oil. You know, it's gross in human terms, right? Spit made mud. But if, if it's from the, the great high priest, then it matters. So that's what I think Jesus wants them to consider. Is like, well, I didn't break the Sabbath because this is, this is actually helping him. And... I can't break the Sabbath because I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. Now, he doesn't actually say that right, in our section, here, but, no. but if you, it, he does in other places. Right. And if you actually consider, you know, who Jesus is, then you have to consider the Sabbath in light of him and not him in light of the Sabbath. Not him in light of the Sabbath rules yes. is really what they yes. did. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So they're measuring him based on their Sabbath rules rather than looking at him and saying, hmm, which is what the blind man does. He goes, hmm. If he did this, then who is he? Right. And if he is of God, or you know, then what he did to heal me wasn't sin, and I must I, I must therefore need to reinterpret how I understand Sabbath because it's it's more likely that my view of Sabbath is wrong than than oh that God, this yeah. man of God is wrong. Right. Because he just made me not blind. Right. <laughs> Which is so going back to that man's yep. that man's thinking, that gives us the clarity. So yep. um So he and so he he was able to have clear vision about who Jesus was, but right. the religious leaders and their religion got in the way of them seeing who Jesus was and right. what's really going on. And, yeah. And you know, Blinded, and blinded, I think yeah. another metaphor for it is we box ourselves in sometimes with our religion, mm. or putting God in a box is how we say it. And I love doctrine, I love studying our beliefs in history, but sometimes we can get so proud of our interpretations of that stuff mm. that then we create this nice little box for God, and God just fits in our God-sized box, right? And then, and then something happens outside of that, and we can go, oh, well, that doesn't fit in my nice little church gaudy box. Um, and therefore, that, you know, that's not a fact, you know. Um, um, so, you know, we could think of a hundred examples. I don't want to bring up sure, some controversial sure. ones right now. But, but, um, but that's what happened for them, is they had a very well-defined box of who the Messiah could be, mm-hmm. what the Sabbath was, and Jesus came down, and he was the Messiah, and he was Lord of the Sabbath, and he wanted to crush that box because it was keeping the people from seeing, truly seeing who God was. Yeah. So um, so at the end of our story, you, you, you already hit it. I mean, it's revealed to any of the readers, and hopefully to us who are reading it in the current day, that really... The religious people who are supposed to see are actually blind. Mm-hmm. And the man who was blind, actually with this sees, much yeah. teaching, you know, he actually sees. And it's begging us to say, so who are you? Yeah. Do you see Jesus rightly? Are you even trying to see Jesus rightly? Are you willing to consider the evidence? Or are you tied up in your religion? Or are you not even considering the questions? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's where I think... Um, 
the Holy Spirit has this story go. So, yeah. so that would be my challenge to you out there listening or watching is, um, you know, it's wonderful to have a good Christian background. I'm not against that, but we need to make sure our Christian and church background doesn't keep us from actually seeing God. Mm. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Okay. Cool. Any, wow. Anything else? Yeah, so this is the end of this two-part series. I feel like we've and, been preaching. It's like, good. <laughs> and then Tim, a sermon today. Tim is going to preach on the Sunday after next. Woo. So I'll still be here for the podcast next week. Right. But then some of my family is going to a small city back east called Boston. Small, so, this is a small city. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder really? if we should you know, call in from Fenway. Or something for the podcast. Would that, that be awesome? That would. Zoom in somehow? I'd be so jealous. Oof. Let's try it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think they have 5G there. That means well, no mean. doubt. Yeah, I have, have no I, idea what I, it means. I don't yeah. have a 5G phone either. I but. know, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Palouse has 5G yet. Oh, so, really? you know, until it does. <laughs> I wow. don't know. Cool. So, cool. Well, great, great. That's it. Talking to you today about that. If you want to learn more, we invite you to join us on Sunday um, at 9 or 11 a.m. here at the church. Uh, Also, it'll be on Facebook Live and YouTube. Uh, We're at Bishop Place, though we're taking a temporary break from live in-person services due to some policy, hopefully temporary policy shifts there. So we'll be available on the radio, uh, just as we we had been at Bishop Place. Um, um, hold that thought, oh, Tim. Oh, has something changed? That information may not be accurate by the time of broadcast. Something I didn't get a chance to tell you before. Probably. I'm so sorry for no? leading you all astray. <laughs> Pay no attention to that. Anyway, join us for worship. We'd love to have you join us wherever, however you can. Uh, it's always good to connect to a Bible study, too. We have lots of Bible studies for men and women in mixed groups and youth group, of course. And, and so we're studying the scriptures every week, learning learning and growing together, and we'd love for you to be a part of that. So uh, thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios here in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington, and we hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you next time.